Federal News Network's Open Season Hotline, presented by GEHA. Today's question, if I have a high-deductible health plan and a health savings account, can I also enroll in dependent care flexible spending account, or would I need to switch to a health reimbursement arrangement? According to Brian Sperling, senior account executive at GEHA, which offers such plans, you can enroll in a dependent care flexible spending account if you do have a high-deductible plan and a health savings account. A dependent care FSA covers daycare for children or care for adult disabled relatives who live in your home. Check out our open season hotline presented by GEHA. Head over to federalnewsnetwork.com and search open season hotline. Send us your questions. We'll read the answers daily at six past the hour here on the Federal Drive. The General Services Administration's migration of its fedbizops.gov website to its beta.sam.gov portal. Got that? Fedbizops.gov is now beta.sam.gov. Let's say it won't be remembered as a smooth transition. The first three days or so were fraught with slow load times, infrastructure problems, a site that wasn't really ready for prime time. Judith Zawatsky is the assistant commissioner in the Office of Systems Management at GSA's Federal Acquisition Service. She tells executive editor Jason Miller about how GSA actually was prepared for the transition challenges and also how the site has rebounded over the last week. This is one of the largest system migrations and launches that we've had in my recent memory. So um, it was a big deal to us. Where we stand right now is that uh, beta.sam.gov is up. It continues to have financial assistance listings. It continues to have wage determinations. And now it is also the authoritative site for uh, procurements and opportunities in the federal government. We see that there have been more than 20,000 users who have come in. We have seen more than 2,000 opportunities be listed since we launched, uh, since the migration. We see upwards of 1,600, 2,000 concurrent users on the site all day long. We have had actually an extraordinarily low number of help desk calls, even at the launch of it. The maximum health desk calls were about 200, 250, with very little need to escalate those, meaning that the agents who were picking up the phone were able to say, oh yeah, go to this part of the site, or yes, you can do that, or no, you can't do that, very easy. So we're really actually very pleased with where things stand right now. The first week was, without a doubt, challenging, I'll use that word. Can you walk me through what the challenges were and then what you guys did to fix those challenges? Getting ready for this, we knew that it was going to be a challenge. We knew that we were facing a very large data migration, a lot of users. And uh, we uh, here in IAE don't really have the luxury of shutting something down because we run the risk of shutting down federal procurements. So as we discuss what happened and what didn't happen, our good news story, and we will always be with this, is that we didn't shut down federal procurements. So we know that when we launched, we had people were experiencing delays accessing beta.sam.gov, and that's really specifically what we're talking about. The process that we went through is over the weekend, we froze the code on the legacy system. So that meant that contracting officials were not able for a very short period of time to post new opportunities. So the first thing we had to do was share that message and prepare the entirety of federal government to say, this is not a good weekend to uh, put out an RFI or a solicitation, so either do before or do after. Um, and that went successfully. The migration of 5.6 million records, those are the archived and the active ones, all went through beautifully. 
with updates coming um, literally around the clock. And then we moved forward with all of the testing and the production. So what went right, what went wrong? All of that went beautifully right through that entire process. The public was still able to go to the legacy site and look at opportunities and work on opportunities and download those opportunities right up until. So we did experience some latency, in some cases up to two, three, four minutes in accessing the site. Once somebody had been into the site the first time, it cached on their system, and that latency was improved but not perfect. And I'd say we went through that for about 72 hours. We had pre-positioned a team off-site, the operational team, the product owners, the product managers, our technical team with GSAIT and our customer service. Um, because we would like to pray for the best and plan for the worst. And so we did put them there, and um, they worked. They went through the system constantly. Um, they brought in some extra engineers. GSAIT was fabulous. Uh, we had Sagar Saman himself on site, um, supporting the engineers on site, going through all of the code and looking for opportunities. Some was really simple, Jason. We had a video, it's still there, on the uh, launch site of beta.sam and when you came to it it automatically came up which is a best practice in uh, private sector but it was eating up a lot of our load and so it's still there but now you have to click on it and so some of that it was really just some uh, load balancing what worked in the test environment didn't play out as well in the production environment and um, the surge team was able to find the issues deal with the issues and correct them one of the things about the move from test to production, people will say, well, was your testing wrong? Was, was your test plan wrong? Was, do you have an understanding of why that worked better in testing than in production? I actually don't. I do know that I talked to Dave Shive, and we're going to conduct a retrospective um, with the technical team and the operational team. And he and I are looking forward to bringing in someone who actually wasn't involved in the launch to help us do that and we'll have a better idea. I am sure that the engineers from the technical side could point to pieces of code and, and load balancing issues, very specific. The frustration, I, I guess, with industry, and that's where I kind of want to go next, is you guys have been working on this for quite a while. and We know that there's been some delays in getting the launch going. Was there any thought about delaying this most recent move? We had... You know, a lot of milestones and a lot of technical team and operational team checkoffs. There were desktop exercises. There, there are pages and pages and pages of what if what happens, you know, risk mitigation. And, you know, we got to a moment where we made the decision to initiate the code freeze. We met with our colleagues across government in the award committee for eGov. We let them know where we were. We let GSA leadership know where we were, and we made the decision to move forward with the code freeze. And the weekend, actually, the freeze, the migration, all of the testing that went on on the weekend there, there's actually a great site we had internally that let us manage a full control center of all activities that were occurring. And once we just, uh, experienced the latency, we did have discussions on what were our options. One option would be a full roll back to FBO, um, and then a set of uh, sort of interim options in between those. But we had pretty good confidence from the operational and technical team that they had surged the right people, and they were um, within a matter of uh, several business days able to get rid of the latency. And so um, 
would cause less risk to uh, the mission than actually a full rollback. So we were watching it on the hourly basis, but uh, made the decision to continue forward and uh, fix the situation as opposed to rollback. Once the transition happened from FBO to beta.sam.gov, and you saw that there were challenges, there were problems, there was latency, there was hiccups. What did you do in that over last week? Because obviously it got better as the week went along. We had pre-positioned a team. It would be silly to do mm. such a big launch and not actually have everybody in the same place. So immediately the technical team started working through the code and to see where there were opportunities to improve. We tried, you know, a couple of different things. Some worked and incrementally improved them. Some didn't work and we rolled them back in the middle of the night. While simultaneously, we really we were watching the Federal Service Desk. And I will say that despite reports of a lot of frustration, 200 calls to the Federal Service Desk does not amount to a frustration when you're also seeing 1,600 concurrent users. And our Federal Service Desk, which uh, services the entirety of SAM, FBO, wage determinations, everything else, FPDS, that's a world in which our agency 30,000 calls on a month. So 200, 300 calls. It didn't mean that we were not aggressively working to fix the system, but we did not see in our user base, I did not receive any phone calls from federal officials warning me that there was a problem with procurements of which they were concerned. The other piece that has come up several times is um, upgrades to beta.sam.gov. You're not done. We know that. So some, t some people have said to me, um, is GCA considering things like push email alerts like FBO did? What about uh, searching by um, additional search categories such as like solicitation number? So talk maybe a little bit about where the site is going in six months and a year. Not only do we want to see um, where there are architectural things that we can do and planning things we can do, but yes, we do have FBDS, um, the reports, both the ad hoc and the standard reports. We plan for those to be next. And uh, FPDS and SAM obviously are the uh, two big systems that are coming beyond that. Um, it's exciting for us because I have a picture hanging up in my office of an empty data center um, with the sign that says this is what success looks like. So we have already pre-positioned the technology to get ready for that, but we want to make sure that we understood exactly what happened here and plan for the best success next time. One of the challenges that I've experienced personally in, in when, when I started using SAM.gov, and, and this is something that when you go back and you look at an old story where I wrote you know, six months ago or a year ago about a procurement on FBO, right. the link is dead. And a lot of people I've talked to in the industry, you know, kind of save links and, and have searches and, and stuff that's saved on the old FBO links. Are you working on a plan? Or are you working on, on, on some kind of change that, that those FBO links will be redirected to the procurement in SAM? I don't know you're going to love this answer, but I would say the answer is yes and no. There are some things that we can do and some things that we can't do. Um, in the case, you know, many people have asked about their bookmarks for instance. They're not actually resident on beta.sam, and so you know people will need to go in and update their own bookmarks. Where there are hard links, where I come across them, and they are live solicitations. 
we will reach out to people and say, do you want to, you know, this is a hard link you have in here as opposed to a redirect or something. Do you want to change that? While we transact all of the records, remember that we do not own the records, and so we want to be sure that we are working in conjunction with the contracting officials and the agencies that own those records. And we have one other mitigating factor, which is that by regulation, FBO by name, is still called out in the regulation, and we want to make sure that we are not ahead of administrative changes in the regulation. And so it is a little bit of a, of a tough nut, and this has been true for, you know, why is it called beta.sam? Why is all of these things are because we are joined at the hip at statutory and regulatory requirements, and timing all of those things means that we have to be deferential to those as well. If you go to FBO, it redirects me automatically to the beta.sam.gov. If you go to FBO right now, you are pushed, you are sent to beta.sam.gov, and yet the link FBO still exists, and um, we will need to work with the policy team on ensuring that we are not ahead of changes in the FAR. So I think that's that's fine. I think it makes sense. You know, I've had it. You go to FBO, up, wrong link. Okay. Right. But what I guess I just want to put a finer point on, I have a procurement that link that went to FBO is now dead. I get to the 404 error. Right. That's a huge burden on people who have historical, want to go back, who are bidding on the next generation of XYZ contract, but want to look at the, the, the previous one, finding that right. is much more difficult now. So my question is redirecting of links. It happens all the time. I mean, I can say personal experience of Federal News Network. When we moved to new websites, we redirected links. Federal News Radio now is Federal News Network. Are you able to do that, or do you have plans to do that? So I don't know the full answer to that question. I think in some cases what we're talking about is documents that have embedded links into them that people have tied onto. So in some cases we can, in some cases we can't. I mean, that's the best and fairest answer that I have for you. The other piece that has come up several times is upgrades to beta.sam.gov. You're not done. We know that. So some some people have said to me, um, is GCA considering things like push email alerts like FBO did? What about uh, searching by additional search categories such as like solicitation number? Other ideas have been like adding to the number of results that come from a search. It's 10, can make make it 20. Those are kind of some things that happen out in the future that don't really affect the the running of the site. But, But talk maybe a little bit about where the site is going in six months in a year. So it's actually really exciting. If you go to the site, there's a button down there that says provide feedback. And that is very much an active button. The team has a a group of people who review that every single day. They provided to me um, as early as this week already a racked and stacked list of wants and asks. And they are beginning to prioritize that. The push emails, I can tell you, is already in our Agile backlog. And the team is already working on the requirements to do that. So we'll be very excited to roll that out. So at this point, it will be improvements to the site sort of incrementally. They will be driven by security requirements or regulatory requirements, number one. Number two, feedback from our government partners who help run and oversee these systems, as well as the feedback what we get from industry. Our goal is obviously to keep improving the user experience. And as people learn how to set their searches and learn how to use the APIs, um, we're going to get more and more cogent feedback. I mean. 
quite frankly, we've had feedback from a lot of people. It's like, hey, could you just revert to the old thing? Because, you know, I hated the old system, but, you know, now I miss the old system. So we're not going to revert to the old system, but we are going to look and see what our users want and need from the site because that's our mission. We want to make sure that they can do that. The future of beta.sam is actually even more exciting because um, we are building out the capability to have essentially a workstation, as it were, right? So that when you authenticate and you come in and it now knows that you are a vendor, it may tell you, hey, this is where you go to do your past performance because that will eventually be in there. And these are the searches that you're following in opportunities. So here, click here to look at those opportunities. Oh, and by the way, your SAM registration expires in 45 days. This is where you click to go managers. So, and we're working with users. We've seen more than a thousand users of different sizes and, and ilks come through focus groups to help us understand what that would look like. You talked a lot about the internal calls or the help desk calls when we're not hearing from Assistant Secretary of so-and-so who was complaining that their procurement couldn't get posted. What about the opposite industry? Did you hear from industry? You, you get out there often. You, I think you just spoke earlier this week. What was industry's reaction and what, what did you hear from them? Because that's where I think a lot of the frustration happened, not necessarily on the government side. It was on the industry side. I was out yesterday and I did get some recommendations on how to approve the search functionality very much along what what you're saying and a couple of other ideas in general you know I I started my conversation with anybody experience a delay <laughs> trying to get in last week me too <laughs> you know so we so we know it's there I think um, the other thing that we hear from industry is that they would like increased and continuing um, training on how to use it so we're pointing them to the videos and the training that we currently have. And if we find that those really aren't meeting the inquiries that we're getting, then we will, by all means, add some new ones. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person, or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 